Dear God, I just uh, thank you for this day, and I thank you that we're here today. Lord, I ask that you would bless this time. Lord, uh, I pray that I would not come up here today in the power of Matt, but Lord, in the power of God. Lord, I pray that you would fill me with your spirit this time, that I might speak truth. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. You don't want that, do you? You don't want me to come up here in the power of Matt, do you? That would be bad. You know, something I've learned, everybody, most people, I guess I should say, I don't want to over-exaggerate, everybody likes prayer. And if you want to get, those of you that venture onto Facebook, if you want to get a bunch of likes, say something like, prayer changes things. Everybody would like it. People would be crawling out of the woodwork to like it. At least you don't do the Facebook thing, put a bumper sticker on your car. Honk if you like prayer. People be honking at you. I have a sign up in my room um, at school that a kid gave me one year. It's, a, it's actually a license plate. It says, uh, as long as there are final exams, there will always be prayer in school. <laughs> um, I get kids every once I'll say, that's true. Um, everybody likes it. Everybody's happy about it. They enjoy uh, the idea of praying for things. They believe it's a powerful thing, and they, they they quickly jump on the bandwagon of, yeah, prayer is a good thing. But the question I want to ask you today, that I want you to really chew on and be honest with yourself, let's just shoot straight with each other today. And, I, and I'm not making any assumptions. I know that some of you, I'm going to ask this question, and you're going to say, it could be a good positive answer. Some of you, if you're really honest, it, it, it's not. The question I have is, but, I mean, really, do you even pray? I think that we would be, well, I don't think we'd be surprised if we really thought about it. But I think that there's probably a lot of people that say, I love prayer. They don't ever really pray. Now, I could be wrong about this. I was thinking about that this morning. I thought, you know, I, I mean, my, I, I've had some experiences in life. I, I, I look out and I, I talk to people and I, I think about my own experiences. And, and I know I've done that. I know there have been times in my life where I'm like, yeah, prayer's a really good thing. But then I hadn't prayed for like a week, you know. I mean, I know that's the case. I know that's how I've been. And so I don't think it would be shocking at all if, if around this room... You know, the number of times that you, you, you've prayed, what if a little bubble popped up above your head about the number of times you've prayed in the last week? Right? Just up there for everybody to see. Maybe, maybe there's been some times of prayer in your life where you, I mean, you man, on your knees all the time, you're driving, praying here, there, ever. I mean, it's just, you're praying. Something is happening or something's going on. I've shared here at church before, but I know there's a few new people. There's, there's been some times in my life where, where I, I was really delving into prayer, praying about some stuff, and it seemed like the opposite always happened. Lord, don't let my car break down. That was probably the day my car was going to break down. Seriously. Lord, please don't let my kids get sick this week. They did it just seemed like, it felt like that every time I prayed about something, like the opposite happened. 
And you have conversations with God, like, really? <laughs> and maybe I'm not saying this right, or maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've had a similar experience. Maybe there's, maybe there's one specific time that you were just like, Lord, Jesus, do this one thing. I mean, you're just like one thing, and you're praying to God about it, and it doesn't happen. So, to really pray, I mean, you still think prayer is a good thing, but to be honest, not for you. You're okay with letting everybody else do it. It seems like it doesn't really work for you. Now, we have a small group, so you can be honest. I just, I, I just want you to be honest right now. This is my question. I want you to just raise your hand and don't be shy. Have you ever had a time in your life ever had a time in your life where it was kind of like that for you? Any of those things I described? Not praying or maybe it was just disappointed or discouraged with praying? Anybody? I, I know I've already said I have. Yeah? I'm not alone! Yeah. Well, that's not something to cheer about. Well, let's hit on that unanswered prayer aspect. Have you ever had a lot of prayers go unanswered and you'd love to scratch in your head? Now, now maybe you, 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 you grab a hold of the idea, like, oh, yeah, I get that God does what's best, and so I, I'm okay with that. But somewhere in the back of your heart, it's like, man, I just wish you would do some of the things I asked. You ever feel that way? Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. I do. There's times I go, man, why, why is that? And then, and then, to top it all off, you read the Bible. Elijah. Lord, please be fired out from heaven. You know? What, what's the difference? What's going on? I mean, it's kind of discouraging. You read the Bible, it's like, man, praying about this and praying about this and this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens. What I want to propose to you today, I'm just going to hit some, some bare minimums because... This is tacked on to this spiritual warfare idea. Paul's been talking about what God has given us, and he uses an illustration of armor. But now he, he ditches the illustration and he goes right to a point. You gotta pray. Right? Let's read the passage. Praying at all times in the Spirit. With all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with it, with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. How many alls are in there? Go ahead, count. Four. Four alls in there. Now we're going to take a look at those four alls, but I want to propose to you. I want to give you an idea of where I'm headed. Instead of just trying to let you figure it out, I'm just going to tell you. I think that one of the reasons why we've experienced discouragement in prayer, and maybe why we've experienced a lot of unanswered prayer, is because we haven't been praying God's way. Or more specifically, we haven't been praying all the way God's way. And I'll let you know what I mean. Let's take a look at these four halls. Okay? Number one, is it all times? All times. Pr- 
prefers to be an all-the-time sort of habit. All the time. Always praying. In fact, me saying that probably stirs up the memory of a verse somewhere rattling around in the back of your head. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Who's heard that verse before? Yeah. Uh, you probably heard a pastor talk about it before and talk about the little kid that, that tried to take it seriously and was running into things. You know, I, I can remember hearing an illustration like that when I was a kid. And uh, clearly that's not, you know, it's not this and we're walking around. But th- there's there's an ongoing, maybe you've experienced this aspect of prayer. It just seems like conversations with God are happening all the time. Oh, Lord, I hope that this works. Oh, you know, oh, Lord, why is this? And, you know, it's all kinds of little, there's a almost a nonstop communication with God. All the time. But what's interesting about this is that this doesn't just mean all the time like this. This some versions even translate this in all seasons, all sorts of... In fact, the word all in the Bible, almost every time you see the word all, all in the Bible, you could throw in there all sorts. It doesn't mean all as in every single one. It means all as in all sorts, all kinds. And so this literally means praying all kinds of different times, right? And all different seasons of your life, be praying. The key is not about finding the right time to pray. It's always a good time to pray. The key is those little words right after that in that passage, praying at all times in the Spirit. In the Spirit. The key is not finding the right time to pray. It's praying in the Spirit. Now, let's not make this more complicated than it is. When I hear phrases like pray in the spirit, I'm trying to figure out what does that mean? Like, do, what do you have to do? Is it like a feeling that you get? I mean, are you sitting there and, you know, I'm going to do Okay, I'm just going to be as simplistic as possible with most of these points today. To pray in the spirit means to pray in submission to the spirit. Right? Pray in submission to the spirit of God. You see glimmers of this in a lot of different prayers in the Bible. Thy will be done. Right? There's a submissiveness. Let me be more to the point. Uh, This includes, because it's in all sorts of times, this includes an obedience to the Spirit of God. You you want to pray, right? Pray in in the middle of a life that's in the Spirit. You see what that means? So you got a life that's in the Spirit. A life in the Spirit is a life that's Loving your neighbor and, and doing this and doing that. It's, it's a life that's living life God's way. You're attempting to live life God's way. You're attempting to do what God wants you to do. Praying in this realm of I'm doing what the Spirit of God wants. It's submissive to the Spirit. And so the key is not about finding the right time to pray. Like i got to hit the right time. The key is that, hey, it's always a good time to pray. Pray in all seasons, all different times. Right? Good times, bad times, hard times, easy times. Pray all the time. But pray in the middle of a life that's in the Spirit. That's what that means. A life that's submissive to the Spirit of God. We can be real specific about it. You go to work, you're griping. So I know there's some ladies in my wife's Bible say they're talking about uh, the Lord changed my attitude and they're talking about attitudes. They're griping, they're complaining. Ah. Oh. So here you are, you go to work all day, right, complain, grumble, argue with people. I mean, you're, you're just, 
bad attitude. I mean, you're a general jerk to some people, you know. On the way home, road rage, right? You know, I mean, you're just angry all the way. And then, then you get back home. I mean, you're getting all this. You're not living in the spirit at all. You get home and you go, I should, I should pray about this. That is not praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit is that it, 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 it's a prayer that flows from a life that's living in the spirit. Doing what the spirit wants you to do. Is what he's talking about. Uh, Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Prayer needs to be an all-the-time sort of, thing, sort of thing, but the key is not about finding the right time, because any time works. Be constant in prayer. The key is praying in a life that's submissive to the Spirit of God. Number two, all times. Number two, all prayers. What's he say? He says, praying at all times in the Spirit. What's he say? Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Once again, this word all means all sorts or all kinds. And so it's like saying all kinds of praying. Uh, praying all the time in all kinds of ways. All kinds of prayers, right? Uh, it, now the word prayer and supplication, the word supplication is just a type of prayer. It's specifically like a petition, asking God for something. That's the focus. Prayer is just in general communication to God. Supplication is like a petition. Uh, but let me break this down a little bit for you. All kinds of praying. Well, number one, this means on this ongoing non-verbal prayer that goes on in our head. A lot of us, we got that done. We're pretty good with that. Praying all the time. Got it. I'm praying in the car. I'm praying here. I'm praying there. You know, praying all the time. It's a regular thing going on in my head. Okay? But number two, it's also private set-aside times of prayer. See, all kinds of praying. If you want to pray God's way, pray all the way God's way, and think about all of these alls, all the time, but then all kinds of praying. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 6, 6. He says, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So here's the type of praying that isn't just I'm driving my car or I'm making dinner and kind of communicating with God. Jesus specifically says, go into your room. I mean, this is not theology, right? Go into your room, shut the door, and pray just to your Father, and your Father who sees in secret. This is where many of us, we've missed it now. I mean, that ongoing prayer, but to actually stop my day, to actually stop my day and go into my room, shut the door, Get down on my knees before God and, and, and pray. Close all the distractions. Don't bring your smartphone in there. You know, so I can check my email between requests. Right? Leave that out there too. No distractions. Turn everything off. Get in there. Because God, the next okay, let's be honest. The next five minutes is yours. Maybe it's going to go the next 30 minutes. Okay, we're, we're probably not there yet. Let's start with five. Five minutes, guys. You got, I'm giving you five minutes of my day. I know that sounds pathetic, Lord, to only give you five minutes, but this, I'm, I'm, this is better than zero minutes, I think. And so I'm going to start to... And, and all of us, we have short attention spans, so that's about as long as we can go anyway. Right? So you pray for five minutes. Go in there. You should try it. All kinds of praying. 
But this is also corporate prayer, praying with other people. See, Jesus says this, but he, he's not at all saying this is the only kind of praying that's good. Listen to uh, his disciples just after he'd gone up and he had, the Spirit was there. It says uh, in Acts 4.31, it says when they had prayed, this is specifically talking about his disciples, when they had prayed, the place, there's a they, they had prayed. They together is what the idea is. They together had prayed. The place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. When we talk sometimes, we love the Spirit of God to just fill us up. Are we praying together? There's times where we can pray together. Sometimes it can be me up here leading you. But you're, you're here and you're praying with me. And if I'm saying, Lord, fill us up with your Spirit. You're in your head going, yes, fill us up with your Spirit. I think this is why some people, you hear some people, uh, while you're praying, you hear somebody go, yes. That's right. Amen. Praying together. If you've ever prayed and had somebody doing that while you're praying, it's actually kind of encouraging. So feel free to do that. Yes. That's right. I mean, your dream. Yes. Yes, Lord. That's right. Pray together. This also includes leading in prayer. Uh, consider 1 Timothy 2.8. Oh, did I have the wrong one up there? I didn't include this one, did I? Was I off a slide a minute ago? I'm sorry. There's that one. Uh, Acts 4.31. Uh, 1 Timothy 2.8. There we go. 1 Timothy 2.8. I desire then that in every place the men should pray. So this was aimed specifically at you men. Paul says, I, you know something I love? You know something I love? I love it in every place I went the men were praying. And I, listen to this. This must not be a girly thing. Lifting holy hands. Praying to God. I think we could use a little more of that at Edgewood. I'm being honest with you. People lift up and say, yes, Lord. Work in us today. It's not about a, a, a movement of things. This is, this is scripture. Right? You don't even have to take my word for it. Look at 1 Timothy 2.8. That's what it says. Notice, he kind of hits on the thing that guys struggle with. No anger, not angry arguing men. Right? We, we do have a tendency to be kind of angry sometimes. Not the angry arguing. What's he say? Praying. We need men that are praying kind of men. And, and we got a lot of men we want to keep to ourselves. But God says, pray. Holy hands. Lift them up. Don't be ashamed. See that praying in your room and praying in secret and praying in your head. And are you, if you're going to pray, if you're going to do things God's way, let's do it all the way God's way. Maybe one of the reasons why you've met with discouragement in your prayer life is because you haven't been praying God's way. You've got a Bible. You can look in it. See how God wants you to pray. Pray. By the way, if you ever say, you know, I think I'd like to try that. Uh, let me know. Uh, during the praise time, you just let me know, you know, that day or something or day in advance. Say, hey, I'd like to, I'd like to try playing Praying during a prayer time, or the, the praise time. See, I can't even say it. I'm praying during the praise time. Uh, I'll say, sure, absolutely. When I'm done, done pray, praise us. I'll, I'll just, I'll just say, hey, I'm going to have such and such person pray. And, and you know what? Nobody in the room is going to care if you go, Lord, thank you, Amen. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. Nobody's looking for eloquent speeches. 
raise their holy hands in prayer and say, Lord, we just, we just trust you. Thank you. Praise you. You're a good God. Fill us today. Teach us something. Matt's an idiot. You know, he needs a lot of help. So, you know, guide him because he needs it. Be real. Number three. The third all. All perseverance. Keep at it. Right? Keep at it. And I, this is at the, at the, it's at this moment that I'm going to confess to you that this is my weak point right here. Praying? Got it. All kinds of praying? Trying to do it. Keeping at it, I flop a lot. I flop a lot. We want to pray, we need to pray God's way. Uh, what's, he, what's he, Paul say? He says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. Keep alert with all perseverance. Keep at it. Now, here's the thing. Remember, I said a minute ago, I said, I'm going to try to keep this as simplistic as possible. And what I love about this next one is, there is actually, uh, even though there's a lot of really neat things when you talk about keeping alert, right? There's a whole, like, you can do a whole study on when Jesus talked about wakefulness, right? Being awake. There's a whole neat little thing you can do there. But honestly, it could literally just mean stay awake. Listen to Matthew 26, 38. Then he said to them, my soul is, this is Jesus speaking, he said, my soul is very sorrowful. Even to death, remain here. He's talking to his disciples, getting ready to go to into the garden to pray. He says, you guys stay here and watch with me. And that word watch is just like the watches of the night. It's, it's saying, watch, stay awake with me, is what Jesus is meaning. Stay awake. A few verses later, he says this. Watch and pray. See, stay awake and pray. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Put simply enough, persevering at prayer, keeping at it, all perseverance, we're going we're gonna to tie onto that. Maybe even missing some sleep. You pray. That's not so crazy to think about. I've mentioned on our Wednesday nights before, Hudson Taylor, a missionary to China, uh, because his day was so busy. We think our days are busy. They had busy days, too. His day was so busy, people asking him for things and wanting different stuff that finally, to make sure God got time, he would rise every morning at 2 a.m. and pray from 2 to 4. And at 4 o'clock, he'd lay back down until it was time to get back up. What was he doing Staying awake to pray. Sometimes that's what it takes. Some of us aren't willing, to be honest, some of us are not willing to do that. We're trying to work out the right time to pray in our day, but the thought of like skipping sleep to do it? Are you nuts? No, I'm not. I think it's worth it. I think it's more important than the sleep you might get. Be the kind of people that are willing to get up. Maybe get up early. We stay up late. What works best? Maybe get up in the middle of the night. Watch and pray. Stay awake. 
There's a lot of other things that could be implied here, but I think we can go with that simplest of interpretations. Stay white. Number four, all saints. All saints. So the word saint means God's people, set apart people. It's God's people. Let's read the verse one last time. Praying at all times, all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance. Making supplication, there's that petition, making petitions for all the saints. Supplication, right? Petitions. Who for? All God's people, right? All of them, all sorts of believers is what it means. All kinds of different people that you know that are believers. Now let's think about those unanswered prayers again that some of us face. Listen to uh, James. James chapter 4 says... You do not have because you don't ask. Some of us, that's our problem right there. We, we don't have because we're not asking, right? Uh, we do not have because we do not ask. And then he says what? You ask, that's where some of us are at, we ask and don't receive. Why? Because you ask wrongly. To spend it on your passions. One of the reasons for unanswered prayer is when you're praying selfishly. You're pat, you're once. Well, I'm one. I think about that a lot now when I look back and a lot of those prayers that went unanswered. Like, Lord, please don't let my kids get sick this week. Was my my entire motivation is just, just purely like, because this would be but that make my life really hard, and I don't want that. This left me a lot thinking about prayer, this idea of praying for all the saints. And I, I started asking myself, how much of our praying is for ourselves? How much of our praying do we spend praying for me? A lot of us, we say, yeah, we believe in prayer, but the prayers that we're talking about, if we really stop and think about it, a lot of our prayers are like, right, maybe in the middle of something, Lord, please be with me, help this not to happen, Lord, help, you know, and we're, we're, we're crying out to God, me, me, me. Part of praying is praying for all the other people, all kinds of other people. When you see people in the Bible praying for themselves, this isn't this is important. When you see people in the Bible, like you just start finding different prayers in the Bible, when you see people praying for themselves, it's a very different kind of prayer than when we pray for ourselves. First of all, they, their prayers are usually just for the basics. You don't usually don't see them asking for a lot when they ask God for things for themselves. Like Jesus says, give us this day our what? Daily bread. Just our daily, just enough for today. Or how about this, Proverbs 30. Two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Hopefully we have prayed like that. Lord, please, Lord, give me just enough. Lord, don't let me be poor. Yes, but don't let me get rich either. Wow. 
That's a little bit different than how many of us pray, isn't it? I wonder how many people have bought a lottery ticket and said, Lord, I know I probably shouldn't ask for more. Lord, I really like it. Please let me win the lottery. <laughs> I didn't, that didn't fit very well with this, does it? That didn't fit very well with this. Give me neither poverty nor riches. And, and then, I like his boldness in this prayer. Two things I ask you, God, deny them not to me before I die. Proverbs 30, verses 7 and 9. In the New Testament, you see sometimes Paul prays for personal preservation, like self-preservation. But what's interesting is over and over again when you see people in the Bible praying, they'll, they'll, they'll pray, Lord, you know, pray for me that, uh, uh, you know, I might get out of prison or pray for me that, I, you know, I might have this or pray for me for healing. But it's always for one reason, Lord, so the gospel can be spread. See, it's not just about themselves. They're, they're not, look, it, it, let me die, that's fine, Lord. I, I'm, I'm okay with whatever you want to do. I, but, Lord, if, if this will advance the gospel, Lord, you know, release me. And then, then you see Paul doing strange things like, you know, I, I think it's good that I've been locked up because then the gospel gets to be spreading further. So he's not, what, what's his goal? It's not about whether he's in jail or not. It's about, is the gospel being spread? Is he advancing the good news of who Jesus Christ is? And when I think about how we pray, and I want you to ask yourself right now, think about the prayers that you pray. How many of them are me. I think that we need to abandon our own way of praying and start praying God's way, all the way God's way. Now, I want to be totally honest with you here. Um, several months ago, we had a, a couple uh, leave our church. And when they did, I God on my knees. I started crying out to God. I started praying. I was praying all kinds of ways, not just in my head, but and I was praying on my knees and away from other people. I was, and God did work me on that. I was praying. And as I look around the room right now, many of you are answers to that prayer. You're here, and I believe it's because of answer to that prayer. Absolutely. I told you I was going to be totally honest with you. When God started bringing people to our church, what do you think happened to my prayer life? Go ahead. You're not going to turn my feelings. What do you think happened to my prayer life? It was going skyrocketing, right? What do you think happened to my prayer life when God started bringing all these people in? What do you think happened? This? Yeah, it did. When God started blessing, I was like, Stop being this worried about. I think what we need to do as a church this time, maybe you have been, I don't know. I think as a church, what if we started praying all the way God's way? First, start praying all the time. Just start praying all the time. You have to be good at it. Just start praying. All the time. All kinds of random times. Pray. Second, pray all sorts of ways. Pray in your head. Sit down if you've never done it before. 
find a way that you can get away from everybody else and have private prayer. Be involved in corporate praying. When we're praying here, maybe even lead in prayer. Be willing to do that. Pray before a meal or after testimonies. Be willing to pray. Why? Because I want you to pray all the way God's way. And if we really want to see this, maybe this pattern that we've experienced, this frustration, because it seems like, man, I'm praying, it just seems things aren't really working out, not getting better. Maybe it's because we're not praying the way God would want us to be praying. We're not praying God's way, or at least not all the way God's way. Pray all sorts of ways. But then, third, keep praying. Keep praying. Not just the good times. Luke 18, 1, Jesus tells them, he says, he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. But I have found that even though this is the case, sometimes I pray and I lose heart because it seems like God's not answered. Sometimes it's the other way. God answers and I, I lose the heart for it. And Jesus is saying, you've got to keep praying. Keep praying. But I think most important of all the things that I'm going to say today, I think this next statement is the most important one to remember. Okay? Pray for others. Pray for others. Because you're depending on others to pray for you. See, if you, if you abandon selfish praying... If you say, Lord, I'm not going to worry about me anymore. I'm going to start praying for all the saints. You might start thinking, well, who's going to pray for me? Look around. Are you depending on these people in this room to pray for you? And if you are, you should start praying for them. But what's neat is, right, the very next verse, uh, Ephesians 6.19, Paul turns right around and he says, he says, pray for me. To the Ephesians. He asked them to pray for him that gospel would be advanced. I'm going to talk about that this Wednesday. We're going to talk about Ephesians 6.19. But pray. Pray for others the way you want people to be praying for you. Have you ever had, you ever had something happen? You go, you, know, you send a message out to a bunch of people and start calling people, please pray, please pray, please pray. And you're like, man, you're desperate. You're, you're wanting people everywhere to just be like on their knees, like 100 people just on their knees praying for the situation. <clears throat> Let me ask you, have you ever had somebody call you up? Please pray about this. You're like, absolutely. Hang up the phone, you forget. Anybody ever done that before? Oh, man, I totally forgot to pray for that person. Start praying for other people the way you want them to pray for you. Now, can you imagine? I mean, I get, I get jittery about it. <laughs> One of the things I've been praying is... Because I look at Daniel and I think, man, what a mission field we've got here at Daniel. There's a lot of people who need Jesus. In any of these small towns, I, I, I'm down at Georgetown, I teach down there, man, people need Jesus down there. When I'm driving through Westville, I think of too. Westville needs Jesus. Emily's going, yep, they sure do. Right? I mean, whatever town you're in, you, you ever think, just look at the world around you and realize they need Jesus. But you know what? Here's the thing. Sometimes I feel like not, I can't get anything accomplished for the furtherance of the gospel, but then God kind of revealed a little bit to me, what about the people that he's bringing to you right now? And so one of the prayers I pray 
is, Lord, I, I'm not praying for all of Danville today. Right now I'm praying for these people. These people here. We've got some of you, and there's some people that aren't here today that, that have recently encountered Jesus. Satan is going to be all over them. Tear them down. Get them away from us. We need to be praying for each other. Pray for all the saints. We need to spend time, cut out time of your day and pray for the other people at Edward. And say, Lord, I'm not praying for all the animals. But Lord, these people that you brought, be with them. Help them this week. Help them to see Jesus. This goes in line with what uh, you were seeing, saying earlier. You, you, you see, you can't change anybody. See, Jesus can. He's great at saving people. Working in their hearts. Renewing them. Bringing life, spiritual life into them. So those people that are living in desperate situations of life, you say, oh man, I, and you try to talk to them, try to persuade them, it doesn't seem like it works. Start praying. Pray for them. Pray for them the way you want somebody to be praying for you if you're in that situation. Because God is good. And I think, I believe, that the people that you are burdened to pray for are the people that God is going to be working in their lives and he wants to let you participate in that miracle. It's maybe the reason why you're praying is not because you're, you just love them more than God does, but maybe God loves them so much and loves you so much that he wants to be working in your life and he wants you to experience answered prayer. And so he's saying, I, I'm, I'm going to lay this person on your heart. You're going to start thinking about that. I'm gonna, I want you to be praying for them because I'm going to do something amazing in their life and I want you to be a part of it. Isn't that a need? So these people that show up at our church, pray for them. Pray for them. Cry out to God you got people in your life, family members, that you're concerned about. Pray for them. It's not because prayer changes things. It's because God changes things, and he wants you to be part of the process. So I'm going to close in prayer right now. And I'm going to pray for all of you. And I'm praying for you because I believe that God is working in your hearts today. I believe he's stirring you. I believe the Spirit of God is a real person who, who interacts with the hearts of humans. I believe the Spirit of God has been working in you this morning, maybe a little bit, maybe a lot. And I'm going to pray that God's Spirit impacts you because I believe it's going to happen. Let's pray. Jesus, I, I just want to pray one last time before I dismiss everyone in this room today to, to go back into their lives and go back to what they were doing and Lord, or, or sit down and eat soup with us, Lord, whatever we're going to do after this. Lord, I, I know that we're going to progress on, but Lord, I'm asking you today that your spirit would impact the heart of those in this room. Lord, that they would see that there is a God. He's the God of all love and all good. And he desires that they live for him and participate in that divine reality. Lord, I pray that the people in this room, your spirit would be a part of their lives. Work in them and stir in them. For we're powerless to change people. But Lord, you're wonderful at change.
trust you, Lord. We pray that you would continue to bring people into this church that, that you're going to work on and do amazing miracles in their life. And give them a, a spiritual life that is sore. In Jesus' name I pray these things.